Don't be in such a hurry. Mm. Yes, well, they're okay. Here are the rocks. Tell the boss I'll get in touch with him later. In about... Hey, what's that? Somebody took a flashlight picture. After him, quick. You can't let him get away. I'll take care of him. There's nothing as quiet as a knife. Yeah. If I shot the guy, there'd be a thousand cops around in two minutes. Give me the camera. That's one camera that'll never take another picture. Turn him over. Let's find out who he is. Uh, he works for a newspaper. Named Grant. What do we do? Take his wallet and his dough. When the cops find him, they'll, uh, they'll think somebody tried to hold him up. Yeah, good idea. I'll take that busted camera with me and burn it up. Yeah. That'll give the cops something to chew on, too. This is Steve Granger, private detective. With a story about a cute little redhead and the cute little mess of mayhem and murder she was involved in. In just a moment, I'll take you back to one of my most interesting cases. This is Granger. And as far as I was concerned, the whole thing began in a joint called the Arabian Nights. And if the Arabian Nights bore even a remote resemblance to that joint, then I figured I was wearing a two-headed turban. Smoke hung low and the prices hung high. I was sitting in a booth minding Steve Granger's business when this dish with a camera moved over. Take your picture, mister. No thanks, maybe. I'm afraid my face is too rugged for your camera. Oh, I wouldn't say that, Mr. Granger. Oh, you know me. Is that bad? I don't know. Granger, do me a favor, please. What? I get through here in a few minutes. Walk out with me like you and I had a date. Why should I? Because I think somebody's after me. The camera girl smiled at me, swung over to another table, and talked to man and his girlfriend in a posing for a shot. A few minutes later, I got to my feet and joined her at the door. On the way out, I noticed nothing unusual. Just a couple of night-flying characters who gave the girl a double O with the double I's. You're a big favor, Granger. Hey, what's this all about? Boyfriends getting too urgent? Could be. Is there a... Is there anyone behind us? Only our shadows. They look good together. You're positive no one's following us? Yeah. In that case, I'll see you later. This is where we separate. Short trip. But a merry one. Again, thanks. You uh, wouldn't care to mention your name? Uh, Ricky will do. I'd like to hear from you sometime. Maybe you will. The little redhead hopped a cab and disappeared towards downtown New York. Since I wasn't too far from my apartment, I walked it, enjoying the cold, crisp air. I just got inside my place when things started happening. Hello? Steve Granger? Yeah? Still interested in camera girls? If they're red-headed, why not? Come on over. I'm at home. 1185 West 1st Street, apartment 1J. Is there a reason for this invitation? There is. A man. He's been watching my place. I cabbed it over to Ricky's address, but stopped a block away, got out and started walking. As I came abreast of her building, I could see the spotter, huddled in a doorway across the street. I moved over. Looking for something, bud? If I am, it's not you. Could it be, uh, a girl? It could be none of your business, mister. 
It's a blow, will you? There have been things going on in this neighborhood. Girls being held up, things like that. Cop, huh? Men who shade themselves in dark door always look suspicious, so... If you get what I mean. Maybe I, I just stopped to light my pipe. Oh. In that case, have a match. Thanks. Got anything else to say? I just remember that day. Good for you, and it better be... Find out who he was? No. But you did get rid of him. You remember the sudden date? I persuaded him was on the other side of town. Oh. Suppose we get real chummy, baby. You start telling me things. My name is Ricky Moore. I found that out from the index outside. I want to know about those... What the hell? What stuff is? I don't know. You work full-time as a camera girl? Mommy, sir. This Gray. He's got a place over on... Huh? Think you might have taken some guy's picture who's allergic to that sort of thing? Oh, I wouldn't do that. I can't take pictures without permission. I'd have to pay for the negative. Just the same. Maybe you ought to go over and see what you took tonight, huh? Has Gray got them? Yeah, I sent them over by messenger. Okay, let's go. Okay, and where, where's the light switch? Why? Somebody outside on the sidewalk looking in. By the door. Are you the same man? Get your coat. Pretend we're leaving. What? You stay here. I'm going outside and ask that character a few embarrassing questions. All right. Go back inside. Don't turn on any lights and wait for me. I got out into the street, took a look around. There wasn't a sign of the guy with the curiosity. I figured he was stashed out in the doorway. The doorway was empty. I decided he must have beat it and turned around to get back to Ricky. Hey, what the... I was hit hard enough to flatten my arches. I sagged to the sidewalk while the entire constellation passed in review. Comets and all. I'll continue with this interesting story in a minute. after being slugged it seemed like a couple of hundred years later and I got on my feet and went back inside of the camera girl's apartment there was no answer at the apartment door and this was one time when I wanted one I unsnapped my pocket knife I reached inside flipped the light switch and looked around the girl was gone she could have left of her own volition or the man who'd slugged me could have taken her away by force I looked up a boss's address in the phone book and went over. I wanted to look at the picture she'd taken. And her boss, Mr. Frederick Gray, was very obliging. You see, Granger, these negatives are just the ordinary snaps of people in nightclubs. Yeah. Nothing there. For your information, Mr. Gray, Miss Moore has disappeared. And there was a guy watching her apartment. Oh, it might have been a personal thing, surely, Ricky might have a boyfriend. They could have quarreled. You know how those things are. This guy didn't act like a boyfriend. Besides, you didn't know him. I don't know. If something has happened to Miss Moore, it would be unfortunate. Yeah. Most unfortunate. I left the office, moved down the hallways, then tiptoed back, just in case the photographer was playing tricks. Listening at his door, I recognized the word of a telephone dial, and a moment later, heard his voice. Listen, 
of a private detective named Granger looking for us. Yes, of course I want to meet you. Where? Very well, 20 minutes. When Gray came out of his building and legged it up the street, I was right behind him. He wound up in an 8th Avenue saloon and parked in a corner. This was the sort of place you could wear your hat in a booth. So I pulled mine down over my eyes as I slipped into the one next to Gray. He was joined by the same man I'd seen watching Ricky Moore's apartment earlier. The two men kept the talk confidential. I pinned my ears back. Here is the dough in this envelope. Fine. But I, I want to count it. You don't trust me? What are you so nervous about? That crummy private eye? Yeah, he's very alert. I think he suspects something. Are you watching Ricky's place? Yeah. I don't take chances. Now, did you take care of that little chore? Yes, I destroyed that negative. And now that our business is finished, I'll say good night. You wouldn't be pulling a fast switch, would you? Uh, you're being silly. Yeah. I'm being so silly, I'm going to walk you over to your place. But listen, uh, that way we'll make sure. If it's okay, you're okay. But listen, will you? If not, don't do that. The character made a motion of drawing a finger across his throat, and Gray's nervousness climbed up to the shaky stage. I left the 8th Avenue joint and went back to Gray's building. I walked around outside, wondering if I should go up or not. After a while, I got that feeling that something had gone wrong. So I walked into the building and up to Frederick Gray's place. The hallway lights glowed with a yellow color that added an eerie touch to the whole thing. The lights were on in his office. The place was deserted. And I wondered how Frederick Gray and the other man had done the duck act so quickly. Then I saw it. On the floor, a couple of stains, reddish and fresh-looking. These stains, I knew, couldn't be photographic chemicals. They looked more like blood. I never considered myself psychic. But just staring at those stains gave me a quiet little creepy feeling. Like the one the guy got when he woke up in the middle of the night, reached out for the matches, and felt them put into his hand. In just a minute, I'll bring you the climax of the case. I stood there in Frederick Gray's photographic studio. I was looking at the fresh stains on the floor so hard I got a crick in my neck. So it took me a little while to turn it when I heard the door behind me open. Who are you? I could ask the same question, fella. What are you doing in here this time of night? Oh, I work here. I'm Mr. Gray's darkroom technician. I developed the pictures the girls take. I see. Did you see Mr. Gray coming a little while ago? Why, yes. Was there a man with him wearing a gray suit? Yes. Was there an argument? Did you hear him fighting or anything like that? I don't know, sir. I just popped in and popped out, but, well, I think they walked down the hall. Uh-huh. Did you develop the pictures Ricky Moore took tonight? Not all of them. The ones she took at the Arabian Nights were developed by Mr. Gray himself. Oh. You haven't seen Miss Moore tonight? No, sir. You see, I spend most of my time in the dark room. I like it there. Oh, great. I beat it out of there and called in my pal, Cal Hendricks. He kept real newspaper man's hours. Was pretty good about giving out with information. Always provided he got first option on any news story. Well, Steve, at this hour of the night, you should be automating a ringside table at one of 52nd Street's bistro. I know. 
What do you know about Frederick Gray? He's a photographer. Mm, operates a photo syndicate around the night spot. Says four girls working for him. Yeah. For eight times what they're worth, these girls will snap you in any sort of uh, incriminating poses. That I know. But could he work a racket along with it? Everybody has larceny in their hearts. Get the philosophy. That's all you have on Gray? Yep. He always seemed to be a legitimate businessman. Why? It's beginning to look like he's selling certain pictures at um, special prices. You're working on him? I'm working for one of the camera girls. Looks like she's in the same kind of enterprise. I'll see you later. So long. Now, let's see that paper. Okay. Bill Grant, news photographer, found stabbed to death on Pier 13. Editor claims he was working on a smuggling... Ex- hmm. So what? The dead man held the button off the man's suit coat in his right hand. A news photographer... I wonder. I don't know why the story about the murdered newspaper photographer tied in with Ricky Moore and a disappearance, but the feeling persisted. I said goodnight to Cal Hendricks and went back to Frederick Gray's place of business. Through the glass panel in the office door, I could see movement. Granger. Well, Miss Moore, I thought I'd lost you. Lost me? Just what kind of a racket are you pulling, Miss Moore? Racket? Don't play innocent. First you're afraid to leave, then you're not. What's the gag? There's no gag. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm talking about the guy who was watching your apartment. What about him? I don't know. He looked suspicious. I became frightened. I called you. You drove him away. Uh-huh. That's it. Uh-huh. Grange, what's wrong? Have you seen Frederick Gray? Not in the last few hours. Let's look around. Where? For who? What are you looking for? A place where a man could be hidden. If he were tied up. That's the only closet in this office. That's empty. What's down the hall, Miss Moore? Nothing. The room closet, I think. Let's take a look at it. That's it? Mm-hmm. Any reason why a broom closet should be locked? Don't ask me. Well, you haven't got time to fool around. Now then, we'll... Well, well. Richard Green? Yeah. And has been stabbed. Can't believe it. Why would anybody kill him? If that's an act, save it for the police, Miss Moore. Because from where I stand, it begins to look like your boss was doing a little blackmailing. Can't believe it. We met a guy a while ago in a saloon. They came up here. After the guy had given your boss some money. You know the man? I do. Is the same guy who was watching your apartment. Now, what's the connection, Miss Moore? Where do you fit in? I don't know. By the way, do you know any newspaper photographers? Newspaper photographers? Say one named Grant. Grant. What's wrong, Miss Moore? You know him? No. No, I've never heard of him. I know that Ricky Moore was keeping things from me. One of them being the fact that she knew the dead photographer. After the cops finished with us, I told her to go home and stay there. I drifted back to the Arabian Nights. The girl with an upswept hairdo and a downswept evening gown was running her hands over the keyboard of the piano. I wedged myself into a spot at the bar. Out of the corner of my eye, I could see the owner, Clint Karen, start over. Well, stranger, how are you feeling? The camera girl tried to snap me a couple of hours ago. And you wind up walking out with her. Why was that? No. I walk out with strangers. I'd like to talk to you about it, Granger. Start talking? Not here. My office. Okay. Here we are. 
Sit down, Granger. Thanks. That girl, that Ricky Moore. Just how well do you know her? Just casually. What's the beef, Clint? I don't know exactly, but I smell swindle. Oh? Yeah, I've been waiting for her to come back. I think her pictures are getting high price. I know where she lives. I know she's a camera girl, period. Guess I counted on you too heavily. If I come up with anything, I'll let you know. Fine, Granger. See you later. Oh, not that door, pal. Take this one here. Oh? Where's this one lead to? Out uh, the alleyway. That way you won't have to fight that crowd inside. Thanks. I walked down the alleyway towards the street with my ears flapping like a set of mainsails. After a few seconds, I had a door open very softly, then closed again. It would have been Karen making certain I was on my way. I paused and went back to the door. There was a window next to the door, dirty and grimy, but I could see enough to recognize the man who'd stepped into Karen's office the moment I'd left. It was the man who'd given the money to Gray, the same one who'd been keeping an eye on the Moore girl. I'd better need her the crack in the door. Ranger was just here, Muncie. Well, I'm out the back door. Yeah, I spotted him. That's why I didn't come in right away. Well, here's the dough back. What about the picture? Junk. Gray was trying to pull a fast one. Oh, what happened to him? He's in the broom closet. Muncie, it didn't. It was the only way. What about the mood then? She phoned me. Said she'd be around in a half hour. Yeah, but not for long. I got out of the alley and grabbed a cab out of the morgue girl's apartment. But I was too late. The place was deserted. I moved around looking for something that could give me a lead on just who she actually was. I opened a desk drawer and found three lipsticks. Thought it was a strange place for a woman to keep her kiss lacquer. Then I made a closer examination. They only looked like lipsticks. They served an entirely different purpose. I beat it back down to the Arabian Nights, hoping the inmates hadn't folded their tents because it was getting to be dawn. I hung around the entrance to the alleyway that ran alongside Clint Karen's spot, standing first on one foot, then on the other, and wishing I had a third one to relieve the ache in the other two. Then I spotted Ricky walking towards me, camera case slung over one shoulder. I waited until she got abreast of me. Ricky! Granger. Where are you going? I. Back to the club. Let's join me. Of course. I have to return the photos even if Mr. Gray is there. Is that the only reason? Why are you looking at me like that? I don't know whether you're on the level of tilted like a battleship on a mud flat. Here, just let me see that. Give me back my purse. Cut it out. Hmm. The usual junk a woman carries around. How dare you snatch my purse? Give it back this second. Just a second, baby. Don't get grabby. Well, these are interesting. Imagine a girl carrying not one, but three lipsticks. Oh, you're plenty to do. Make up the chorus at the Copacabana. I want them right now. Look at the two of them. They have little holes in one end. A little button on the other end. Could it be possible that these are not lipsticks? But they might be, uh, cameras? Suppose they are. Here, here, what's going on, Ricky? This man is bothering me. You feeling he's a trouble, fella? Get out of here. I got some unfinished business with Miss Moore. Well, it'll have to remain unfinished. Stop that, I said. Hey, Ricky. Ricky, come back. Instead of following Ricky Moore through the front entrance of the club, I took it back down the alleyway, feeling certain that she'd wind up in the office. I waited one minute, window prowling, maybe two. 
Then she was escorted into the room by Clint Karen and placed in a chair facing the window. The mug Muncie was still there. And suddenly I noticed something that made me realize why I'd subconsciously linked this caper with the murder of the news photographer. A button was missing from Muncie's coat. Oh, Miss Moore. I've been waiting for you. I don't understand, Mr. Karen, sir. Something wrong? Oh, now, Miss Moore, you don't have to pretend any longer. I've known for some time that you work for the news. The news? Please, Muncie trailed you there when you made your last report. That's when another news photographer went down to Pier 13. He had a tip that some diamonds were being passed. You, you killed Phil I? Oh, not personally, my dear. Now, all from you are the pictures you took. In the club and through that window. I have nothing to say. I worked for Frederick Gray, that's all. We thought of Gray, too. But it turned out that he didn't have the pictures. He was just a blackmailer. Killed him, too? There's too much talk about nothing. The pictures, please. I haven't gotten pictures. Muncie, perhaps you'd better persuade the young lady. Sure, why not? I've used it twice before. Three times lucky, huh? Let me go. No, you don't. You, Karen, stand still. Come over here, Ricky. I don't think Miss Moore has the pictures, Karen, because I've got them. And a couple of lipstick cameras I swiped out of her apartment. Muncie. Now you'll have to throw that thing left-handed for a while. Why, you... Well, friends, that's the story. I'll be back to wrap up the case in just a minute. Clint Karen hit the floor with a sore chin as his pal Muncie missed a wounded arm. The police came around. The two were taken into custody on suspicion of murder. Also, the customs boys wanted them on a charge of smuggling. Charges substantiated by the pictures Ricky Moore had taken of the jewels in Karen's office. But there were a couple of things I still couldn't figure out. Guess what puzzled you, Granger? Well, you came back to the club. If you had the pictures, why stick your noggin back into the lion's mouth? I wanted to see if I could get a couple more to bring in. You see, I took them through that dirty window from the alleyway. I wanted to get into the office and use some dodge to clean the window. Why didn't you tell me you worked for the news? I couldn't. This was a hush-hush assignment. And, Granger, just to show you how the news feels about you... Here's a check. Well, well. I love figures, Ricky, whether they're numerical or physical. Say, how about the lipstick cameras? Uh, got one with you today? No. Why not? Well, with you, I figured I'd need regular lipstick. Hmm. I got news for you. You could be right. again. You've just heard one of the most interesting cases in my files. And I'll have another one for you. So be around next time. Bye.